welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. But if not, may the light of the living God radiate throughout all the world, quickening the spirits of each and every one, reminding us of the forgotten knowledge of our divinity, and awakening us to the power of the eternal light within us, of our own mighty I Am Presence. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. Of the light. O son of existence. My lamp thou art, and my light is in thee. Therefore, Be illumined by it, and seek no one but me, for I have created thee rich, and upon thee have I showered abundant grace. By the hands of power, I have made thee, and by the fingers of strength have I created thee. I have placed in thee the essence of my light. Therefore, depend upon it, and upon nothing else, for my action is perfect and my command has effect. Doubt this not and have no uncertainty therein. O Son of Light! Forget all else save me, and be comforted by my spirit. This is from the essence of my command, therefore direct thyself to it. Thou art my possession, and my possession shall never be destroyed. Why art thou in fear of thy destruction? Thou art my light, and my light shall never become extinct. Why dost thou dread extinction? Thou art my glory, and my glory shall not be veiled. Thou art my garment, and my garment shall never be outworn. Therefore abide in thy love to me, that thou mayest find me in the highest horizon. My right to thee is great and cannot be denied. My mercy for thee is ample and cannot be ignored. My love in thee exists and cannot be concealed. My light to thee is manifest and cannot be obscured. O Son of Spirit! The gospel of light I herald to thee, rejoice in it. And to the state of holiness, I call thee, abide in it, that thou mayest be in peace for ever and ever. O Son of Man! Magnify my command, that I may reveal to thee the secrets of greatness and illumine thee with the light of eternity. O son of man! My calamity is my providence. In appearance it is fire and vengeance, in reality it is light and mercy. Therefore, approach it, that thou mayest become an eternal light and an immortal spirit. This is my command, know thou it. O son of man! Days have passed by thee, and thou hast occupied thyself with thy fanciful imaginations. How long wilt thou thus sleep upon thy bed? Lift up thy head from slumber, for the sun has climbed to the zenith that he may illumine thee with the lights of beauty. The light has shone upon thee from the horizon of the mount, and the spirit of purity has breathed in the Sinai of thy heart. Therefore, empty thyself of doubts and fancies, then enter into this mansion, that thou mayest be prepared for the eternal life and ready to meet me. Herein there is no death, no trouble nor burden. O children of men! Do ye know why we have created ye from one clay? That no one should glorify himself over the other. Be ye ever mindful of how ye were created. 
Since we created ye all from the same substance, ye must be as one soul, walking with the same feet, eating with one mouth, and living in one land, that ye may manifest with your being, and by your deeds and actions, the signs of unity and the spirit of oneness. This is my counsel to ye, O people of light. Therefore, follow it, that ye may attain the fruits of holiness from the tree of might and power. O son of man! On the tablet of the Spirit write all we have uttered to thee, with the ink of light, and, if thou canst not do this, then make the ink of the essence of thy heart, and, if thou art still unable, then write with the red ink shed in my path. Verily this is more precious to me than all else, for this radiance shall last forever. O stranger to the friend! The candle of thy mind is lighted by the hand of my power, extinguish it not with the contrary winds of desires and passions. The healer of all thy troubles is remembrance of me, forget it not. Make my love thy capital, and cherish it as the spirit of thine eye. O my friends! Extinguish the lamp of ignorance, and kindle the ever-burning torch of guidance in the heart and mind. For in a short while the assayers of being shall accept naught but pure virtue in the portico of the presence of the adored one, and will receive none but holy deeds. O children of imagination! Know ye that when the radiant morn dawns from the eternal horizon of holiness, then all the satanic secrets and deeds, which have been committed in the dark night, shall become manifest to the people of the world. The Son of Truth is the Word of God, upon which depends the training of the people of the country of thought. It is the spirit of reality and the water of life. All things owe their existence to it. Its manifestation is ever according to the capacity and coloring of the mirror which reflects it. For example, its light, when cast on the mirrors of the wise, gives expression to wisdom, when reflected from the minds of artists, it produces manifestations of new and beautiful arts, when it shines through the minds of students, it reveals knowledge and unfolds mysteries. All things of the world arise through man and are manifest in him, through whom they find life and development, and man is dependent for his, spiritual, existence upon the Son of the Word of God. All the good names and lofty qualities are of the Word. The Word is the fire of God, which, glowing in the hearts of people, burns away all things that are not of God. The minds of the lovers of light are ever aflame with this fire. It is the essence of water, which has manifested itself in the form of fire. Outwardly it is the burning fire, while inwardly it is calm light. This is the water which giveth life to all things. We beg of God that we may partake of this life-giving water of heaven, and quaff from the spiritual chalice of rest, and thus be free from all that tends to withhold us from approaching His love. In this day he who seeks the light of the Son of Truth must free his mind from the tales of the past, must adorn his head with the crown of severance, and his temple with the drapery of virtue. Then shall he arrive at the ocean of oneness and enter the presence of singleness. The heart must become free from the fire of superstitions, that it may receive the light of assurance, and that it may perceive the glory of God. The people of Baha must serve the Lord with wisdom, teach others by their lives, and manifest the light of God in their deeds. The effect of deeds is in truth, more powerful than that of words. The Splendor of God, by Eric Hammond, 1909Gladstone went to the trouble of making a catalogue of what he terms the flowers of speech, disseminated through these papal discourses. Let us cull a few of the chosen terms used by this vicegerent of him, who said that whosoever shall say thou fool, 
shall be in danger of hellfire. They are selected from authentic discourses. Those who oppose the Pope are wolves, Pharisees, thieves, liars, hypocrites, dropsical children of Satan, sons of perdition, of sin, and corruption, satellites of Satan in human flesh, monsters of hell, demons incarnate, stinking corpses, men issued from the pits of hell, traitors and Judases led by the spirit of hell, children of the deepest pits of hell, etc., etc., the whole piously collected and published by Don Pasquale de Francisis, whom Gladstone has, with perfect propriety, termed, an accomplished professor of flunkeyism, in things spiritual. Since the holiness the Pope has such a rich vocabulary of invectives at his command, why wonder that the Bishop of Toulouse did not scruple to utter the most undignified falsehoods about the Protestants and spiritualists of America, people doubly odious to a Catholic, in his address to his diocese, nothing, he remarks, is more common in an era of unbelief than to see a false revelation substitute itself for the true one, and minds neglect the teachings of the Holy Church, to devote themselves to the study of divination and the occult sciences. With a fine episcopal contempt for statistics, and strangely confounding in his memory the audiences of revivalists, Moody and Sankey, and the patrons of darkened seance rooms, he utters the unwarranted and fallacious assertion that it has been proven that spiritualism, in the United States, has caused one-sixth of all the cases of suicide and insanity. He says that it is not possible that the spirits teach either an exact science, because they are lying demons, or a useful science, because the character of the word of Satan, like Satan himself, is sterile. He warns his dear collaborators, that the writings in favor of spiritualism are under the ban, and he advises them to let it be known that to frequent spiritual circles with the intention of accepting the doctrine, is to apostatize from the Holy Church, and assume the risk of excommunication, finally, says he, published the fact that the teaching of no spirit should prevail against that of the pulpit Peter, which is the teaching of the Spirit of God himself. Aware of the many false teachings attributed by the Roman Church to the Creator, we prefer disbelieving the latter assertion. The famous Catholic theologian, Tillemont, assures us in his work that all the illustrious pagans are condemned to the eternal torments of hell, because they lived before the time of Jesus, and, therefore, could not be benefited by the redemption. He also assures us that the Virgin Mary personally testified to this truth over her own signature in a letter to a saint. Therefore, this is also a revelation, the Spirit of God Himself, teaching such charitable doctrines. H. P. Blavatsky We have also read with great advantage the topographical descriptions of hell and purgatory in the celebrated treatise under that name by a Jesuit, the Cardinal Bayarman. A critic found that the author, who gives the description from a divine vision with which he was favored, appears to possess all the knowledge of a land measurer about the secret tracks and formidable divisions of the bottomless pit. Justin Martyr, having actually committed to paper the heretical thought that after all Socrates might not be altogether fixed in hell, his Benedictine editor criticizes this too benevolent father very severely. Whoever doubts the Christian charity of the Church of Rome in this direction is invited to peruse the censure of the Sorbonne, on Marmontel's Belisarius. The Odium Theologicum blazes in it on the dark sky of Orthodox theology like an aurora borealis, the precursor of God's wrath, according to the teaching of certain medieval divines. We have attempted in the first part of this work to show, by historical examples, how completely men of science have deserved the stinging sarcasm of the late Professor de Morgan, who remarked to them that they were the priest's cast-off garb, died to escape detection. 
The Christian clergy are, in like manner, attired in the cast-off garb of the heathen priesthood, acting diametrically in opposition to their God's moral precepts, but nevertheless, sitting in judgment over the whole world. When dying on the cross, the martyred man of sorrows forgave his enemies. His last words were a prayer in their behalf. He taught his disciples to curse not, but to bless, even their foes. But the heirs of St. Peter, the self-constituted representatives on earth of that same meek Jesus, unhesitatingly curse whoever resists their despotic will. Besides, was not the sun long since crowded by them into the background? They make their obeisance only to the Dowager Mother, for, according to their teaching, again through the direct Spirit of God, she alone acts a mediatrix. The Ecumenical Council of 1870 embodied the teaching into a dogma, to disbelieve which is to be doomed forever to the bottomless pit. The work of Don Pasquale de Francisus is positive on that point, for he tells us that, as the Queen of Heaven owes to the present Pope the finest gem in her coronet, since he has conferred on her the unexpected honor of becoming suddenly immaculate, there is nothing she cannot obtain from her son for her church. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 From tonight, if you will accept my explanation of holding about you, not only your tube of light and the world of the violet consuming flame, but holding about yourselves by conscious recognition and by your love for it, a blazing sun presence of the light of eternal truth, the cosmic light of the cosmic Christ truth. Feel your world filled with that blazing sun presence, and demand that the perfection of the ascended host fill and surround you in your world, and within it is automatically released to you the supply of anything you will ever require. We could long ago have given this to you, but until you come to a certain point of fierce determination to have nothing to do with that which is of the shadows, some of these inner activities must be held in abeyance until your own higher mental body has released a certain intensity of that light in and around you, by which you recognize what it is doing for you, and then cooperate with it by calling forth the sun presence of the cosmic Christ light, in which that which is of the shadows can never come or even approach. So, blessed ones, let us clear the decks, release the cosmic light of the cosmic Christ, demand its invincible victory and protection around those under this radiation, and demand its intensification every day in everything you do, till it is just a natural outflow of that cosmic Christ light of eternal truth filling you and your world with perfection, and letting it expand until it crowds back the hordes of the shadows, until those hordes are consumed. Now you can use this, the same idea of the blazing sun presence within which is any ascended master's form or likeness, to enfold those in your government, those in the national defense or the civil defense or any special activity within your land. The people must have light, my dear ones, if they are going to find their way out of the shadows and into the freedom of the ascended host. So, unless the light is recognized and called into concentrated action in and around an individual, it ever remains in its cosmic flow, and the individual stays within a world of human concepts until cosmic light comes and consumes those concepts. So, in offering this to you, it is not only to clear your own consciousness and safeguard you in your experiences, it is to fill your world with its perfection and clothe you in the sun presence of a power to help others, and wherever you go, allow that light to expand and intensify until it reaches the cosmic action that annihilates the hordes of evil before they can approach. 
When the great cosmic law intensifies the release through this whole system of worlds of more violet consuming flame and more of this cosmic light substance, it will pass through all the planets in this system. It will pass through everybody and everything on every planet and release more light through all manifestation in this system. But you individually do not need to wait for that forward impulse in its great cosmic cyclic action. You may have this intensified every day the moment you begin to call for it, to hold your attention upon it, to love it in and around you until it becomes the world of the cosmic Christ, enfolding you in the ascended master's victory of cosmic Christ control. That is why, in the distress call of the great white brotherhood that, the light of God never fails, it is because, my dear ones, the moment you speak those words, your higher mental body and some ascended master will immediately release light in and around you whenever you ask for it. And I don't know of any greater blessing and assurance that can come to mankind than that the light is always ready to give you itself whenever you ask for it. You cannot remain in the darkness when you ask for the light. You cannot remain in distress if the light fills you and your world. You cannot have distress in your country if the light is called by the people to come into the country and fill the country with the cosmic Christ, which that light is. Beloved Godfrey Beloved ones, there is no such thing as not attaining your victory once you learn to dwell within the sun of the everlasting light of the cosmic Christ. This is your privilege. This is the knowledge all mankind should have had long ago, and could have had if they had been through with the shadows. But you can't face the light one moment and turn your back on it the next, for when you look into the shadows, you move and are drawn into them. When you look into the light and ask the light to surround you, then you become that light. So beloved ones, tonight as you are entering into these decrees to help you purify the nation in the coming election, as you call forth the sun of cosmic Christ light and its eternal purity to fill this nation, hold a picture of that sun filling the land. Each of you who is here from a foreign land can do the same thing for your own country. Whenever you think of it and decree for the correction of conditions, hold the picture of the cosmic sun of cosmic Christ light descending into the nation, filling it until there is nothing remains but that sun of cosmic Christ perfection. If mankind but recognizes this light and loves it and calls it into outer conditions, the light automatically is released and begins to flow in and around you, or into the condition whenever you send the call. The cosmic law is such that when you ask for light, light must be given. That is why the admonition through the centuries has been given to mankind, call unto me and I will answer thee. The light has said, ask for light and you shall receive light. Place your attention upon the light, and the light begins to fill you, and you become all light. If you want the atmosphere about you light, ask the light to illumine the atmosphere about you, and that atmosphere will become luminous. This is just as certain to manifest as that you make the call. Unless the light is called forth and loved, and mankind understand what is within it, it is abiding always quiescent in the atmosphere of earth, especially the upper atmosphere, and can only be concentrated in and around and through the individual by conscious call, by conscious love, by conscious command for its concentration to come as the cosmic Christ and hold its victory and dominion in and around the outer self, or into your affairs, or into the world. But you must see the picture of the light if the light is to anchor in and around you. And I assure you, the shadows will never give you what is within the light. The light is the Christ. The light is the gift and the love from the higher mental body. It is the gift and the love and the perfection from the ascended master's octave. It is the concentration of power from the physical sun and the great central sun. It is the treasure house of all the powers of life, and it is the heart of eternal truth. It comes forth from the mighty I am presence, 
and is the extension of the outpouring of its love, within which is all of everything, to produce perfection, to help the outer self turn from distress, and enter into the heaven of life's own gift to mankind. Beloved Godfrey. Thank you.